Does your writing feel more like spinning your wheels than making any actual progress towards your goals? Are you not even quite sure what your writing goals are? If that's you, you're not alone and you're in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefit to others. This episode is part of a series called The Journey to Clarity. I've interviewed a variety of Christian writers who have a clear idea of who they write for and what exactly they have to offer that reader. Many times, as we're working through that process for ourselves, it seems like it should be a clear, straight path. Shouldn't we just know one day who we're writing for? Maybe you don't have a clear idea of who that reader is, you aren't sure how to get there, and you feel like you just must be doing it wrong. I want to assure you that you're not doing it wrong, it just isn't usually a straight, clear path. In these episodes, these writers share their own journeys of how they found that clarity. And in most cases, it didn't come as a lightning flash or an email from God. It was a winding process with detours along the way. So I hope these stories will encourage you. Okay, well, welcome to the Purposeful Pen Podcast. And this week, I have another interview, this one with a friend of mine, Jana Carlson. And um, welcome, Jana. Thanks for being Thank here. I appreciate you coming. Glad to be here. So we're going to hear a little bit about what Jana, um, what her journey was on how to come to understand who she is writing for and what she offers that reader. So Jana, tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you would like to share. Where are you? All of that. Sure. Uh, so I am married to my husband of 25 years. Together, we have three grown adult children who have all um, left the nest. So we're brand new empty nesters. And we live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I spend my days writing. And that's about who I am. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I, I love accents. And like yesterday, I was on a Zoom call interviewing someone from North Carolina. So I was immersed in that accent. And now I have your beautiful Canadian accent. I just love it. <laughs> it's so funny. I often talk to people from the US and they always comment on my my accent, which I always forget about until I talk to somebody else. And whenever somebody calls it beautiful, I just find it absolutely hilarious because I don't know, to <laughs> me, it seems like a Canadian accident is one of the least refined sounding accents out there. But Thank you. And nonetheless, <laughs> you are welcome. So who is it that you write for? And what is that specific message that you have to offer them? So I have a twofold audience. I write for women who want to learn to love God's word. And I write to aspiring Christian writers who want to use their written words for God's glory. For both audiences, I write to show the relevance of God's word to every aspect of our lives, every season of our lives and everything we do, including writing. I like to show that the Bible has something to say to each of us all the time in all circumstances every day. So for uh, 
for the audience of women who want to learn to love God's word and apply it to their lives, my message is essentially you can study the Bible, you can understand it, and you can learn to apply it to your life. So I try to keep that as simple and practical as possible. Um, my message for aspiring Christian writers who want to use their written words for God's glory is basically that the Bible has everything we need to know to write for God's glory. And I like to break it down uh, into individual topics that a lot of Christian writers wonder about, like platform building. Um, what is platform building according to Jesus? What can Jesus teach us about building a platform? I like to talk about how to avoid writer's block according to the Bible or um, about the power of words according to the Bible and what that means for us who are called to write. Gotcha. So I find it interesting because when I teach other writers or coach other writers about finding their reader and message, I get this question a lot of, well, but what if I have more than one? <laughs> And, and to be honest, I can kind of relate to that as well. I have a similar thing where there's kind of two different audiences. I write and do podcasts for writers, but I also write for Christians who want to grow in their faith. And so let's just jump into that whole piece, because I think that's really interesting, because I think it's also something, like I said, that people struggle with. So you sort of have, you you do have two different audiences two different readers some of them are writers some of them are not writers but your message kind of connects the two is that an accurate way of putting that yes yeah the way I think of it is kind of like there's this overarching kind of broader message um, that has to do with you know how the bible applies to every aspect of our lives and about um, you know, teaching women uh, how to study the Bible and live it out, um, regardless of what their life looks like. But then there's the, the writing aspect, which to me is just kind of like a really specific uh, segment of, of my audience or of my message. It's just kind of breaking it down into something really specific. So so the overarching message applies to both my audiences but the but the stuff I write about to my writing audience wouldn't necessarily apply to everyone else. So the stuff that you write to everyone works for both, right? Yes. Because your writers are Christians. Right. Wanting to apply God's word also. But then you have a separate, separate things that you say just to writers. Yes, exactly. How did you get started as a writer? Yes, I've been writing all my life. I was one of those students in school who actually loved writing essays and I enjoyed poetry and all that kind of stuff. I've always journaled. Um, but I started my first blog in the early 2000s when blogs were kind of born. And um, I did that for quite a few years, but I did take a break of about 10 years to focus on raising my kids and to navigate some traumatic events we went through as a family. So after that, I started up writing again around 2017. I started a new blog 
And I also began writing for work. I, I did freelance writing for business clients. So then how did you end up landing on this message and reader or message in two readers? <laughs> how did right. that happen? Right. So it was indeed a journey. Um, I love that that you're doing this series because it certainly uh, is not an overnight thing. So my first blog was basically an online diary, like a lot of those original blogs were back then. Um, I wrote about whatever was on my mind, which could have been anything from parenting to homeschooling to health to a funny experience or whatever. Um, and I also did like to write about the things I was learning in my personal devotions. I, I've always had a deep desire to study the Bible. Growing up in the church, I was taught that the Bible has everything we need to know for life and godliness. So I constantly wonder what the Bible has to say about anything and everything, about the books I read, the movies I watch, conversations I have, experiences I have, and even writing. <laughs> so when I started writing and blogging again in 2017, I really began to wonder what the Bible had to say about my writing. Um, and about writing in general. So I started to study that just for my own benefit. Um, and in the process of that, um, I realized that I did need a more clear focus of what my message was and, and who I was writing for. At the back of my mind, I was thinking about how the Bible had sustained me and guided me and encouraged and comforted me through our season of trauma. And I was kind of hoping that my message would revolve around that. Um, but it just wasn't time for me to write about those painful experiences. And so I kind of had to put that on the back burner. But then um, I had to figure out something else. And so uh, I, I've always loved teaching. I love teaching the Bible. And so I knew that my blog was for Christian women and it was about the Bible or truths I learned from God's word. But at that time, it was still all over the map. It was really quite general. Um, at the same time that I started that blog, I began freelance writing for businesses and I taught business blogging classes and mentored young writers who I hired to help me. And I realized I loved teaching and I could talk about writing all day long. And I loved helping other writers find direction, learn more about the craft and just grow as writers. So I began to wonder if maybe... I could somehow tie that into my message on my own blog. Um, I was doing a personal study of the book of Ezra and one verse leapt out at me and I just resonated so deeply with it. It was um, Ezra 7 verse 10, which says, for Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. And when I read that, I just thought, whoa, like this, this feels like exactly um, where my heart is, what I want to do with my life and, and how I feel the Lord has equipped me and gifted me. Um, 
And, and it was just, you know, that, that love of God's word, the conviction to live it out in every aspect of life and a desire to teach all that I'm learning to other women. So I presented this idea to some close friends and mentors and together we prayed about this and we sought the Lord for direction about my message and my audience. And we did that for two whole years before I got any clarity, just seeking the Lord. And it was really an exercise in um, waiting on the Lord, in patience, um, persevering in prayer. And I just felt very strongly that I did not want to jump into something uh, before being certain that it was the Lord's leading. Um, and right around that time, I took one of your classes on clarifying your message and your audience. And those six weeks were super fruitful through writing from your journal prompts and talking to the people who know me best. I recognized a theme in the topics that I'm passionate about. And um, combined with the teaching I was already doing, I realized I want to write words that inspire encourage and teach others the Bible and how to wield God's word and the written word for his glory. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the journey of how I got to where I am today. And it was a long one, but it was um, interesting. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I love it. I, I like how it took time. It took prayer. It took patience be like, okay, am I sure about this? Um, that that's impressive to take two years to pray over something like that. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, and then something uh, that, oh, oh go ahead. sorry. Something that, um, our pastors have instilled in me over the years is, uh, that you want to get behind what God is already doing rather than start something from scratch on your own. And, and so that's partly why I think it took so long is because um, it took a while for us to recognize what God was already doing in and through me, you know, to really like pinpoint it and then, and then figure out how to turn that into something um, I could write about. Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, we can try and conjure up our own thing, but if God isn't already moving, it's, it's not really going to bear any fruit. And so sometimes people will experiment with whether it's, you know, social media posts or blog posts or whatever is, okay, what are, what do people seem to be resonating with? That would be one way to find out, right? Like, okay, where is God moving? What's sort of um, pushing buttons, you know, like getting people interested right. and, and involved in things like that, but definitely prayer and listening to what God has to say about all that would be even more important. Um, yeah. I found it interesting too, that, that you said you wanted, you kind of wanted to write about how God's word applied to that season of life. That was traumatic. That was challenging and difficult, but it wasn't the right time. And that's something that I've talked about too, because I think, writing can be such a therapeutic way to process those things, but <laughs> a big, but 
it requires discernment to know when it's time to just write privately or to write publicly. Um, and something that someone said really made sense to me once that, um, that we heal privately. Um, we don't heal by, sometimes we feel like we're going to heal ourselves by putting our traumatic story out there and just throwing our pain onto social media and blogs and things like that. It doesn't work that way. And it's really not helpful for our reader. Um, so I found that very exactly. interesting that it wasn't time yet to do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and honestly, it still isn't. And, and I do believe that someday the Lord will open that door. But um, for me, it's actually, I feel like I have healed to the point where I could very easily write about those things in a way that is helpful to others. But my story is so closely connected and intertwined with uh, my loved ones. And we're not all at the same place. And, and while I could write um, very personally about our experiences, I couldn't do that without it affecting them in some way. And so for me, it's really just about... Um, stewarding my relationships and loving my my loved ones that's really what it's about for me um and that's just too valuable to me to risk um making anybody of any one of them uncomfortable by writing about it that is an excellent perspective i really like that because what's more important you know we look at okay well i want to share my my words with the world and but first, more more importantly, is that we need to steward those relationships of those closest to us. And that's far more important than any kind of um, putting it all out there for other people. Right. We need to serve those closest to us first. Right. And only if we can serve others by, by not hurting those close to us. Um, so yeah, that, like I said, that takes discernment and um, maturity to realize, nope, this isn't the time because I might be ready, but they they might not be. Right. I love it. So <clears throat> how has it been helpful for you to know exactly who that reader is and what exactly you're offering to them? How has that clarity been helpful for you in your writing? Uh, the biggest thing, honestly, is I think it it has resulted in greater inspiration and direction for uh, writing topics. When I had my first blog, even my second blog, when I started up again in 2017, it's like the possibilities were endless. I could write about anything. And you would think that that would mean you had more inspiration, but I actually found it's the exact opposite. It's like, it's almost overwhelming. Like there's too much to choose from. How do I know what's the right thing to write about? And so having a very clear direction about uh, what my message is and who my audience is, um, it's easier for me to think of things that I know 
will be beneficial to them. And, and one thing leads to another. So if I address a certain topic, sometimes I'll get comments or emails or whatever with follow-up questions that lead me to write uh, something else. And, and I don't know, it just, I just find it way easier to think of what it is that I should write about next. Yeah, that is one of those things that seems counterintuitive, right? Yes, exactly. If I narrow myself down, you will actually have more things to write about if you narrow yourself down, um, because endless possibilities are just endlessly overwhelming, right? And then, yeah. And then you can go deep. Like you said, you get follow-up questions, you can go deeper into that topic. um, And plus, people know exactly what they're going to get when they- That's right go to your your website and whatnot. Exactly. Um, I wanted to circle back briefly to the whole multiple audience or two readers, one overarching idea or message. Right. Um, what challenges has that created in having that dual audience and how have you dealt with those challenges? Honestly, I think the biggest challenge has just been, I know that some of my audience is receiving too much content from me that isn't necessarily always what they're looking for. Um, And it probably leads to some lost subscribers, like email subscribers. So far, I know... (laughs) I know one way of solving that problem is through email um, segmentation. So where my subscribers could actually choose what type of content they want to receive from me. Um, But I haven't implemented that yet. And, and I will eventually, I'm just not ready yet. It, it doubles the cost of my email service. So I'm just not there yet. But, um, but another thing that helps me with with the challenge is just reminding myself of the purpose of my website. So uh, it's easy to get sucked into creating all kinds of additional content that doesn't necessarily serve the purpose because I'm trying to please everybody. So so for me personally, um, a key purpose for my website is, is to basically serve as a portfolio or like an online business card, if you will, uh, to showcase my writing and services for anyone who wants to know. It's just easy to direct them to a single spot online where they can just see it all. Um, And the other thing is it's a platform from which I can teach. I teach online workshops and classes as well as online mentorship. And and lastly, it's, it's a place for me to Uh, practice to hone my writing skills and to stay current because I teach about writing so I want to be actively writing so I'm continuing to learn as well so when I remember those uh, reasons for for my website aside from uh, wanting to share a specific message with a specific audience Um, It helps me not to get overwhelmed and distracted by all the little rabbit trails I could go on. Um, And the other thing is, for me, I'm a writer, but I'm also a teacher. And so distinguishing between the two uh, helps me to be more focused in the content that I'm creating. So right now, 
my teaching is is targeting my writing audience whereas my writing like my blog posts and stuff tend to target more of my general audience of Christian women so um I think that's probably just a season but that's just the way it's working out right now and that's okay I'm just because I have to write the content that I teach I so I am writing for for my writing audience, but they really only see it when I'm actively teaching it. Sure. Does that answer your question? It does. And I think in, in my own wrestling through this, I've discovered that the two different audiences show up in different places. And so that's been helpful too. Like I discovered that my, my Instagram was mostly writers. It's like, okay, well, we'll talk to the writers on Instagram then. Um, but the, the spiritual formation people were mostly on email. And so I focused my blog posts and my emails to, to that audience, you know, and so that's perfect. That can be helpful too. It sounds like you're doing something similar where you're, you're segmenting where you show up for the different people and in what way you show up based on what they need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just going to throw this out there. You are not on social media, right? That I, is I've, correct. That is a question I've also gotten. Like, there are a lot of people who don't want to have anything to do with social media, which I completely understand. Um, but as a writer trying to get your words out there, that kind of poses some challenges. You know, what, um, what do you do to grow your audience? This may be a topic I... This could be an entire podcast series, probably. It could, it could. <laughs> but what yeah. do you do to get your message out there without being on social media? Uh, so there's there's various things I do. Uh, one is through Bible teaching. So I do Bible teaching uh, at ministry events, women's ministry events, as well as I teach writing workshops um, like in person as well as online. So, so teaching is a big way that I grow my audience. Um, Also, I am involved in several online writing communities. And I know you've mentioned mentioned the writer's block on your podcast, and I cannot recommend that highly enough. It is um, not only a huge encouragement to me, but it's helpful to connect and network with other writers, even if your audience isn't writers like mine is. Um, connecting with other writers can open doors of of reaching other audiences. So that's a big one. Also, guest writing opportunities. So I I have written guest blog posts and articles for different platforms, big and small. And that's another big way. And podcast interviews is another way. Um, and and I I don't want to discount in-person networking, like my my you know, in real life community, like connecting with my neighbors and my church family and and all of that, like a lot of them become followers of my online content as well. And so for me, a big thing about not having a social media platform, 
I should clarify, I, I do have social media accounts that I used to be active on and I haven't deleted them. They're still there, but I just don't, I'm not there. <laughs> um, but a big thing for me is rethinking what success looks like with regard to building my platform. And for me, it's about real connection. Like my goal is not just like a huge follower count, though that would be wonderful. My goal is actually to, to really connect with people who, who need what I have to offer. And so it's about building relationships and essentially uh, growing my own community. And so the reality is that doing it this way seems like it takes longer than growing a social media platform because it does technically take longer, but I feel like the quality of the connection is immediately solid with these more like personal interactions than it is on social media. So so most of the people who are following me are people that have participated in um, a workshop or that I've mentored or that I actually know personally, like I've literally talked to them face to face. And so um, that's valuable to me. Like to me, that's like, that's a really, uh, it's, it's a big investment of time and energy, but the return is just so rewarding because it's real and there's, a, there's more back and forth. That totally makes sense. I love it. I think we can get so locked into, okay, this is what a writing life looks like. And I have to be on social media and I have to build lots of followers. And we don't kind of step back sometimes and look at what are we really trying to accomplish here? And I, it sounds like you're, you're using that, those in-person connections to create a deeper following, if you want to use that term, um, right. rather than a thin, broad group of yes. people who are following you, like the people who are on board with you, like, like you said, they've, most of them you've talked to face-to-face -face, in person, had conversations with where we can have thousands of social media followers, but they really hardly know us or what we're doing. And they just clicked follow and it wasn't that big of a deal, right. but the people you do have on your side are all in for you because they've met you in person. It's a much deeper connection. Um, yeah. What a neat perspective. Yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me about that because, you know, there's this belief that if you're a writer, your ultimate goal is to publish a book or to be published by a traditional publisher. And I would love to publish a book someday. I, I think I probably will at some point. And there, there is this expectation from traditional publishers that you have, you know, a certain size of social media following. But my perspective on that is when the Lord decides it's time for me to have a book published, he is not limited by a social media following or lack thereof. Like, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. And I, and I've sought the Lord about how I, um, how I use my time and my energy and my resources. And I just, I know that social media is not 
uh, on his agenda for me at this point. And so I'm just at peace with that. And it, and it's, it actually feels really, really good to just let that go. And, and just the truth about who God is that he's ultimately in control of uh, my writing journey and where that takes me and who it reaches. And I don't have to fit into somebody else's mode mold or follow um, the path that's considered like the right way. You know, I, I need to follow his path, the path he's laid out for me. And so I'm just surrendering to that. It's just very peaceful. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I think I, I just on the podcast episode from last week, so the episode 15, I was just talking about how the book is not the first step. The book might be one of the last steps. And that the process of of building a, a platform, whatever that looks like, on or off of social media, that in and of itself is valuable because you're still serving your people, whether you're teaching classes in person or online or you're publishing blog posts, like that's all valuable. Building those yeah. personal, actual, in real life, face-to-face relationships, that's valuable. That's ministry, right. that's serving God and serving your reader. Um, yes. Even if you never get a book published, like that's okay. You're still using yeah. your gifts that God gave you to serve others and to glorify God. Um, yeah, so, exactly. and my understanding too, is that even looking at like, okay, say you do want to be traditionally published and yes, traditional publishers want a platform. They're not necessarily just looking at Instagram followers. Like, do you right. have, they just want to know, do you have people <laughs> who are interested in what you have to say? And so if you're right. real plugged into your church and you have people who have taken your courses and done all your things, then that counts. Like that's valuable to them yes. too. Yes. So yeah. not at all to discount, you know, all of that. You don't, you don't have to do it on social media. So that's right. I love it. So where can people find you? Where can they, they find you on your website that you've been purposeful about? You want to, what is yeah. that? address that would be it that would be it find me there subscribe to my my email and um yeah that's where it's at and you're what i'll drop the link for your website in the show notes but um go ahead and tell us what it is yeah it's just janacarlson.com sweet and simple all right awesome and you have courses and email and all the things that are not social media <laughs> that's right yes yeah. And I respond to all my emails. So anytime someone sends me a message through my website, um, I will reply. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting. It's great to hear your story and hear the things that you are passionate about and um, how God is using those things. So thanks yeah, so much for pleasure. being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful in your writing journey. Please take a look at the show notes for links and resources that were mentioned in the episode. I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram. You can follow me there at Amy Simon Writer. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear about it. And you can help the podcast grow by subscribing and sharing it with others who might benefit as well. May you build a writing life that brings joy to you, glory to God, and benefit to others.